Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's Word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast His love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. And today we're talking with one of my friends from high school, Kayla D. Simone. She's currently teaching reading to kindergarten and first grade. She has a master's in education leadership. She's a mom of two young little kiddos and a wife to one of our mutual friends, Joey D. That was so fun listening to that. Um, Go Blue Streak, sister. Right. I cannot believe we are reconnecting over this. It's been a long time. I love your heart for the Lord. And we connected first spiritually through running um, and through church and through small groups. But running together is something that our friendship really grew from doing that activity. And so I'm just so excited to hear from you because you are rooted in Christ. You've been through the Great Commission Bible Institute. You've done the world race, which we're going to talk about. And now you're teaching and you're a wife and mom. And so we're going to talk about your story if you don't mind. But um, I would love for you just to tell us where you're at. I know that it's summertime for you. So are you experiencing summer break right now? My husband, Joey, is also a teacher. And so we both get the summer break together and we get a lot of family time and we just get to love on our babies and have a really relaxed schedule and do some things that, you know, we've maybe wanted to do all school year and it doesn't feel stressful. It's just very, it's good, solid, intentional time with a little bit of vacation mixed in. So it's, it's a really nice time for us as a family. Well, I wanted to ask you first about your experience at the Great Commission Bible Institute, because we have clips of Pastor Randy every now and then in episodes, and it's been how many years since you graduated? I did GCBI the year after high school, so that would have been 2008, 2009, and so many of my experiences in life, GCBI, the Great Commission Bible Institute, that's the same thing, the world race. I feel like those were some of God's greatest gifts to me, uh, specifically sitting under Pastor Randy's teaching and leadership. He's 
a very godly man and his love for the Lord is contagious, but his love for the word of God was, was kind of a new thing for me at that time in my life. I love reading God's word, but I found myself in the same passages of scripture um, because they were what I could understand at that time. And when I read other parts of the Bible, it just seemed too far. Like it was another language, you know, like it was something I just couldn't understand by myself. And going to GCBI taught me that the whole Bible is for my learning and for leading me and correcting me and can be something that I use in my life to grow closer to God and to love other people. And before GCBI, I knew that, but I didn't know how to read it and apply it in my life. And so Pastor Andy, uh, his love for God's word and the, the unique way that he expresses it by, he does a prince, uh, verse by verse principle approach. Um, and he gives you the tools so that you can do that for yourself. And then also uh, shares his resources for the, th- the the resources that he uses to learn those things. So um, doing that at 18, I think, set me on a track to be able to study God's word for myself and to fall more in love with God for knowing who he really is and how he wants us to live in the world, you know, wow. this side of heaven. Yeah. Learning the Bible, just this day and age with there's so many messages out there, even this podcast. I mean, Instagram, people posting about what God's word is to them or what they've learned from it. You had an education at GCBI that taught you the Bible from front to back and you all read the Bible from beginning to end. And I think that's just a really unique experience. Is there anything from that experience that you see in today's day and age where you look at the world and you're like, oh, you know, I wish everybody had GCBI, something like that. But is there just something that you learned from that experience that you wish people knew about today? Um, I mean, I think that it's still, it's an experience that stays with me. It still is applied in my life today. It's something that I think probably the number one thing that I took from it is that God's word is good and true. And you can know truth. Um, if you want to, you know, everything that it's not a, you know, today you hear a lot of people saying, what's your truth. And, um, it's kind of something that's movable, but the truth is, is that truth is truth and it's not movable. And God, Jesus is true. And what God speaks is true. And knowing it's kind of God to, give us his word so that we can know what is right and what is good. And if you're spending time in his word, then you're going to know that. But if you're not spending time in his word, then it's very likely that you're going to step outside of the boundaries that he's set up, you know, for us to live in. And so just knowing that his word is something that I can understand and apply in my life is something that like, I think the first day of GCBI, one of the things Pastor Rainey said was, if you think about percentage wise, how much of the Bible that you know from your childhood life to now, um, for me, it was only a few stories, you know, like I knew Moses, I knew, um, some stories in the new Testament. I knew some stories in acts, but it was probably like maybe 10% of the Bible. And that would be me being very generous, you know? Um, he said, imagine how like, percentage wise, how much of the Bible would you say that, you know, and like what I thought about, you know, the 66 books in the Bible, and I don't know all of them, but I probably know a few stories from some of them. So maybe let's say 10% of the Bible is what I know. Now think about 
how much your life would transform if you knew every word that God spoke. You know, you don't have to have it memorized, but if you were actively reading it and you knew your God that way, how much would your life and and the fruit of the spirit and all that look different in you if you studied his word every day kind of a thing. And that really jumped out at me. Like Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's not, the Bible isn't just a few stories. It is a whole story. All of it is meant for our correction and our good and Um, that was just a different perspective for me. And he said that the first day and it kind of opened my mind to, um, be excited about learning some of the hard parts, like the law and the Bible and some of the things that you wouldn't normally just sit down and read for fun. Yeah. Yeah. That it's not fun to read that. Did he make it fun or was it still like, okay, yeah, this is a, it is what it is kind of a thing. No, he, well, he, he, you know, when you sit underneath people who are very passionate, you know, and they're like, Ricky, you're a very passionate person. So I could probably Sorry. talk to you about anything and enjoy it. Yeah. Like you're smiling, Thanks. you're bubbly, you connect. And that's how Pastor Randy is, especially about the Bible and about God. He's very fun to learn from. Uh, he could probably explain, you know, how trash is picked up. And I would be like, yes, that's so fun. Um, but there were other aspects of GCBI, like the community that you live in. At the time that I did it, they only would accept 12 and we had a full 12 and we all lived together for a whole year. There was a girl, you know, there was like a girl um, girl rooms and guy rooms. And we had like a common living area and a part of GCBI when I was in it, um, was volunteer work. You had to volunteer with certain ministries. You could pick which ones, but a few days a week you had to, um, go and volunteer. And so all of those things were added into the formula, I think of what GCBI produced in my life. But a big part of that is the community that you're living in and the things that you learn about people as you see them, you know, you see them every day and you're learning and living and growing alongside of them. And, um, those relationships sharpened me a lot. And I learned a lot from the people who I did GCBI with too. So, and we sat in class together every day, you know, we did everything together for a whole year. We ate meals together. Um, we cried together, we laughed together. And that was a really special part of that also. I remember when you were going because it was at, was it the year after you graduated high school? Yes. So I graduated in, in May from high school and then did GCBI in the fall. Which was wild to me. It was my senior year of high school when you were at GCBI, which we did a lot of running that year. But it was like, yeah. what are you learning? This is crazy. You didn't go to college. You went to a Bible college. And you know what? I, I struggled with that decision initially because all, all my friends were going to college and I felt that need to like, um, do what everybody else was doing. Or I felt that, uh, like I had a fear of falling behind. So it was actually my dad who talked to me about the Bible school and, and the importance of putting that before a college education and, and having that foundation from the beginning of, uh, my young adult life rather than just jumping into college first. He said, listen, Kayla, 10 years from now, this one year of choosing to sit down and study God's word is going to make a significant impact on who you become. But taking a year off of school and going to school a year later, that's not not going to make any difference. Like if you just jump into college and go to college now, that's not going to be different from if you do it a year from now. But if you skip this Bible experience, then, then that could take away a lot from, you know, God's plan for you and what he has for you. And my parents let me make that decision, but he really encouraged me to not look at college as something I have to do right now. You know, like, why do you have to do it right now? Other than you putting that pressure on yourself, you know, take a year and go to Bible school. And I'm so glad. I'm so thankful that that was the, you know, the path that 
I took, which I see is, is God's kindness to me because it really wasn't something I wanted to do. Like I wanted to go to college, but ultimately I decided to do it. And I'm so thankful for that. I love that you had that experience. You went to Israel at the end of it, right? Yes. Yes, we did. It was amazing. Okay. Tell us a little bit about it, if you don't mind. So you study the Bible for a whole year and then boom, you're off to Israel and it's like the word in action. Yes. So Israel was, is a very special place. And it's, um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what it looks like when Jesus was there, but it feels like, um, you're like seeing, you know, very important things that Jesus lived out. Um, and being there with pastor Randy was really special because he has lived in Israel before for, I think he lived there for like a decade and he's got friends and he speaks Hebrew. And, um, so being there with someone who, who knows the culture that well and can explain things, not just from, um, to where it makes sense, but to where it culturally makes sense is a whole nother world when it comes to the Bible, you know, cause it was written to a certain people at a certain time. And so he brought in a lot of, um, specialness to that visit. Like I was, I was excited to go and learn from him than just to go on a tour, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really neat experience to go and see where Jesus walked and where he lived and to, um, you know, there, it is still very much a different culture from ours to, so to get a small piece of that, um, was a really cool way to end out that year of GCBI and something we had looked forward to the whole year. You know, we all looked forward to that trip to go and see, um, where Jesus lived. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the stories in the Bible of where stuff happened. It's like, oh, it was there. And I hear everything is in close proximity to one another. Not, you know, not when there were like mission trips to other countries and all that jazz, but I could be wrong, but it's like where Jesus was crucified and where I don't just like all, all the, I don't know how to word it. It's like I'm, the big events of the big events. Yes. Like <laughs> we did all. Yeah. I can't remember what it's, what they call. I, I don't know if it's the walk to Calvary or like Pastor Randy did that with us. where like where he walked when he carried the cross and where the cross um, we like where they believe that, that, that he was crucified and then where they believe he was buried in his tomb. And, yes. um, uh, like we, you know, we went and stood in those places. And I think what that, what that is a really cool thing to, to experience as a believer is, is it, it is such a good, um, experience as far as seeing that Jesus was human. You know, he lived here on earth. He's fully God and he's fully human. And he, he lived life. Uh, he loved us enough to to do that and experience that and to to go somewhere on earth where he was and he lived as a human it's just kind of surreal it's like it's it's just very interesting to get to do that and it's honestly something that i feel like i'd have to do a few more a few more times to even fully grasp like it felt kind of like an out of this world experience where it's like is this even real am i really in israel so i would love to do it again i think i would learn a lot more if i went especially now being you know, 11 years older, it would be, I'm experiencing it from a different viewpoint than when I was 18. Yeah. And especially being a parent, because uh, there's a scripture that we have on our wall and it's a quote from Jesus and it's not written as a scripture. It's written as like, these are, it's from Etsy. Okay. It's a piece of art, but it says, you do not understand what I'm doing, but later you'll understand, you know, and as a mom, I'm always telling my kids, like, I know you don't understand why you have to go into timeout for doing what you just did, but later you'll understand because we can't do that. You know what I mean? And right. 
that discipline is something that God shows me all the time. You know, just like even for this podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I had the time zones messed up. It's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm sorry to you, obviously, but I'm sorry that I didn't have the discipline to check my calendar right, you know, and make double check. But like that, that discipline that God shows us is something that I feel like if you go to Israel and you experience where he walked and where he taught, that's something that you would think, oh God, I didn't understand before, but now I understand. Like I didn't understand why I went to GCBI and all my classmates went to college at the university that they applied to and got in at, but I understand, you know? Yeah. And I think that really, I mean, who I am in Christ is it just continues to grow with the more experiences that I have and the more, the more that I learn his word and, and the more people that I meet, I feel like I learn more about God and in, in my relationship with others. And it's similar to that in experiences like when, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but when I went on the world race, one of my favorite things that I experienced on the world race was seeing some really amazing places. Like we went to Thailand and the, the ocean in Thailand is just unreal. Like the, it's, it's so beautiful. And we went to Swaziland and like the nighttime skies in Africa, cause there's not it, where we were in Swaziland. It was, there's no buildings, you know, there's no lights. It's just the stars at night are, are just amazing. And, um, we saw some other just really in, in Africa. Also, we went and saw some really amazing animals on a safari. We just did some really cool things. And, for me, I was like, you know, out of all of the things that God could have chose to make in his image, like these things are taking my breath away, you know, and, but none of them are made in God's image. He chose to create us in his image. And how beautiful is that? And how special is that? That nothing else that like things that are literally taking my breath away. I can't even describe them with my words. And out of all of those things, like none of those are as beautiful as I am to him because he, we, he put his very breath and life into us. And it's, you know, it's not as if Christ lives in us, but he actually really does live in us and yeah. he doesn't live in other things, you know? And so just the specialness that seeing those things with your own eyes and going to Israel and just getting some of those experiences, I feel like, um, has made me realize how, intentional he was in his love for us and how unique and set apart we truly are from everything else that he created. And, and it's very, um, humbling to get to experience that and it stays with you, you know, and it's just really neat. Yeah. I think the thing that we have to talk about in this is that you did go on the world race and you traveled the world and you only had a backpack for how long? Yes. 11 months. We did 11 countries in 11 months. So you did GCBI for eight months, right? Yeah. GCBI for eight months. Eight or nine months, eight, nine months. Yeah. And then you go on the world race and you raise funds and it's a missionary trip, right? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So I went to, I went to GCBI and then I, there was a, I think a year, maybe a year and a half. Cause you have to, you had to turn 21 while you were on the race to go on the race. So, um, I had to raise $15,500 at that time. I don't know what it is now to go on the world race, which seemed like a really big, um, a really big amount of money to yeah. me at that time. It is a lot of money, but, and it was kind of the first time that I ever like sat down from, and you know, in front of my parents, I was like, okay guys, 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to travel the world. And my parents were like, yeah, sure. Kayla, go do it. But my dad was like, you're going to have to, um, raise the money. Like I can't pay for you to do that. You know, that's not something financially we can't do that. You know, I've got three other siblings. So I was like, okay. And I was just fully, you know, if God wants me to do it, the money's going to come in. And I was fully funded by the time I left. That's awesome. Um, my dad told me later that that was a really big testimony to his faith. He said he actually told me yes, because he didn't think I was going to be able to do it. He's like, I would have never told you, you could travel the world because that's very dangerous and terrifying. And like when I actually raised the money, he was really scared. He was like, I didn't want to let you go because that, you know, I was, I was almost, I was 20 turning 21 and I'm leaving. And, um, like, as a parent, if you can imagine, you know, I imagine Berkeley at 20, just being like, I'm going to go to 11 countries, you know, we're going to sleep in a tent. Yeah. I'm taking a backpack with like 60 other Americans and you know, that's it. And it just like people who you don't even know, that's very scary. But he said for him, um, it helped us the, the financial side of that grew his faith a lot. Um, but then also, that it gave him comfort to know that it was God's will for me to go because people aren't just going to give you, you know, $15,000. Like the, yeah. that, that was God moving through other people to, uh, for me to be fully funded. But yes, we took a backpack and, um, that's all you could take and you had to carry it everywhere. My backpack was heavier than me. <laughs> it was really hard. Um, but yeah, so we, you know, you just take a few clothes and you take some, that's it actually in your Bible. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that you took a lot. I think yeah. your heaviest item was your Bible. Yes, for sure. But that was it. And it was, it was a very, uh, in our computers, cause you had to blog while you were gone. Like that was part of, um, telling the story of what, right. you know, Jesus was doing and connecting with the people who supported you. Um, and it's really cool to have now. I love to look back. Sometimes I'll look back and read some of, about some of the experiences that I wrote about then. Um, but yeah, that was, so the world race is where you travel to 11 different countries within 11 months and you, um, partner with other ministries that already exist in those countries and they are Christ-based ministries. So you serve alongside them, whatever their needs are, whatever their, um, like desires are. Sometimes it's fundraising for them. Sometimes it's, um, you know, outreach and evangelism. Sometimes it's building a church. Sometimes it's babysitting orphans and playing with them, like, and loving on them. So, uh, and when I was in Ecuador, we taught English to uh, an English class to Spanish kids. How cool is that? Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was a very, it was a very big variety of, you know, like kind of like a hodgepodge of ministry. And the cool part was that you're serving the people who know those people and what they need. And they're like, Hey, here's what we need. And then you do it. Yeah. So I want to ask you what Bible verse is helping you in this season, but I don't know why I feel drawn to ask you, um, what Bible verse is helping you in this season and how did this verse play out when you were at the world race? So my, and I, this is kind of like a life verse for me and it's Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And I think, um, the world race was something that I was really scared to do. Like it was, it was something that, um, for me, like, I feel like my biggest points in life where I've stepped out in faith have been things that 
but things that like make my heart be a little bit faster. Like I can't stop thinking about them. I, my heart beats faster when I think about it. And I just keep thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I have to do it. Like, it's really not an option at this point. Like it's on my mind. It's in my heart and I just got to do it. So the world race was one of those things. I was like not sleeping at night. I was reading other world racer blogs and like my heart would beat faster when I would read them. And I'm just like, God wants me to do this. And that was probably the first thing that I did that I was sure God was calling me to do in my life. Like he absolutely, I was confident that that's what he wanted me to do. And I think my learning in GCBI supported like my knowledge of, of being able to know that that's what God wanted me to do, you know, like to, to know that I was in alignment with, with where he was calling me. But this verse, um, has been, I've kind of, it's a prayer in my life for God to, to work through me for his glory and my good. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't always know what, um, that's going to look like because sometimes I think what's good for me is different than what God knows is good for me. But yeah. I do trust that ultimately he's going to work it together for my good, even if it's something that I don't like. And so it's one of those like, ex- you know, prayers exchanging, uh, your view for God's view. So it's just constant thing for me where like, here's what I want to do, God. And I'm asking you to work it for your glory and my good whatever that looks like and just surrendering that to him. Because when I do that, I I'm not worried, you know, I'm like, okay, if I, if I'm applying for a new job, God, I want to surrender this for your glory and my good. And if that means that I don't get the job and I'm staying here where I am, I'm content and happy and I'm going to serve you here. And if that means that I get it, then I know that that's where you want me to be and I'm going to love it and do it with my whole heart and serve you there. And so it's just, it's really about surrender, but also the confidence of knowing that God is good and that he's, he's got me, you know, and that he's going to work it for his glory. And that's exciting to know that those things go hand in hand and they're not separate. Like his glory is not opposite from my good, but because he's a good father who loves us, those things can go together. They're they're not separate. And that's very comforting. Recently, I've been going to a therapist and I love it, (laughs) but that's amazing. It's amazing. Um, in therapy one day, my therapist was saying, that it's crazy. Your glory on this earth, your glory, excuse me. She was saying that your purpose on this earth is the same as what it will be in heaven. And that's to glorify God. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, what would my life look like if I just focused on giving glory to God and Brittany Satilli, you know, Brittany Satilli wrote now, she said, uh, and this wasn't recorded in the podcast. She's on a previous episode before yours airs. And she said, she told me at the end, we're just walking each other home. And mm-hmm. when she said that, I was like emotional because I'm just like, we're literally just walking each other home. Yeah. And that's so simple. And in the meantime, he, because we love him, he makes it good for us. Like how good of a yeah. God do we serve? Right. So that's awesome. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Um, I'm, I don't think so. You know, just what I thought of though, when you just said that was that I think as a mom, you know, God's love is, is so much more personal to me now than I feel like I I knew it before. Like after I had my kids, I was like, this is a, a crazy kind of love. And to know that God loves me more than how much I love my, my kids and that he loves them more than I love them. Mm-hmm. It's just, is God's goodness to me to show me that, you know, and to let me experience that and gives me a lot of comfort and peace and hope. And when I'm making decisions and, and trying to honor him and things, it's just, his love is really so, so good and something we can't even describe. Well, the other, the last thing 
I would love to put your blog in the description of this podcast for people who want to read it. Is that okay? Yeah. Yes. I'll have to send it to you. I'll have to find the web link because it's I'm pro- probably a very long one, but I'll find it and send it to you. Okay. Perfect. We'll put that in the description of this podcast. And I just love that you mentioned throughout this conversation, the fruits of the spirit. And as we wrap this up, I just want to read that to you. It's, you know, encouragement to live by the spirit, which is God's Holy spirit. And it says in verse 22, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. And so we just want to leave you with that. And thank you for your time today, Kayla, and just sharing what God has done in your life. And, you know, we talked about a lot of things of the past, but it's just that time you had in God's word is so rich. And I appreciate you for sharing that with us today. Thanks, Ricky. Love you. Love you. At the end of every podcast, we always pray. So join us in prayer. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy, Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy, Haiti, and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys, and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakin.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>